that as zero. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. You're one strange little man, as Buzz Lightyear says. Yes, yes. All right, so uh, I'm just going to assume this is our, my NDA. So yeah. in case if you are a, a Fed, you don't come after my ass. So here we go. Notice. This notice is to remind you to pay attention to all notices posted in this town. Okay, we're in a town, I guess. At all times. Regardless of the relevance or irrelevance to your circumstances, uh, spaded circumstances, all notices are posted with the intention to be noticed. So please assure you pay attention to all notices. <laughs> Thereof, all notices that are noticed are not to be noticed without being unnoticed. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna play the I'm gonna play the straight man now. <clears throat> uh, where can I start? Notice. Um, but, 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 therefore, all notices that are noticed are to be noticed without being noticed as the penalty of non-noticing of notices is 5D per notice, unnoticed, deliberate, non-noticing of notices is 1S, some sort of currency I don't know, fine payable in all circumstances, no payment of fine will result in incarceration, non-payment. So I did this thing where I like read things, but I wasn't retaining anything that I was reading. But I hope that came across as uh, crystal clear. Yep, crystal clear, and uh, yep, that's that's um, that, that that was brilliant. Okay, so this is the dosing lounge, and uh, I don't serve alcohol here on uh, here on ludicrous days, just on actual ludicrous days. Uh, so, no alcohol what for is, you, Mr. Sue? I'm still figuring that out myself. <laughs> in time, within time. In time. Hey, maybe, maybe it's not meant to be. Maybe, maybe. Okay. Uh, and this is, uh, Mr. Uh, XP Alcohol, also known as Mr. Sue. Uh, and, um, I'm Joselia. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, I thought leaving Discord was going to fix this audio issue, but we're good. I'm All just right. going to assume that you call me a magnificent gentleman. <laughs> I just made random mouth noises. Kind of like that mouthfeel that I was talking about on the, uh, Fagcast and on peaceful treason, except I I, I make fuzzy mouth noises instead of feels. Wait, were you on both your shows? No, I have not been on anyone else's show yet. Oh, okay. No. Okay, so I don't I don't know who you are. I'll be honest. So I got some questions before we get. All right. Going. All right. So let's start down there. I just want to get some. I, I want to clear the air. And the first way I want to do that is. I vaguely remember you following me or me following you. I don't know how that happened, <laughs> but I'm sure the commonality that we share is we both love the bad cast yes. and all the Liberty yes. pods that are in the Liberty verse. I'm going to be honest. But... I like bird more than car. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I mean, value, value is subjective. <laughs> 
I, 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 I Britain's funny. <laughs> I know, but car, car is whimsy. Okay, mm. you, you, you gotta give him that. This is true. This is true. No, I, I like both of them. I met car. I, I have not met any of them. I, I don't think I've met anybody that I follow on the Twitter account that I follow that we follow each other on. Um, I only met him because I was at the the Bert, or I guess maybe it was the second. No, it was the first like Liberty. Uh, I almost said Liberty Hangout. I guess it was a Liberty. It was a Liberty Meetup in Dallas. Okay. Because I live in Austin. All right. And uh, him and Jake from Casey Anarchy are in Dallas. And I got to meet some of the dudes up there. And it was fun. I live and up by Lake Erie. You live where? By Lake Erie. No idea where that is. The Great Lakes. Oh, okay. Oh, so you were in Michigan. No, uh, Ohio. By Cleveland. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought of the Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, the Cleveland song. We're not Detroit. Yes, no, maybe. Uh, okay. I, 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 I could care less about Dude. Cleveland. I want to live in, uh, in Texas. Knoxville, Iowa, near Des Moines. Why? Knoxville. Sprint car capital of the world, baby. Wow. Well, Sprint great. car. Okay, yes. oh no, but so first off, the era I wanted to clear was, I remember the anybody want a peanut thing. And then you like oh. went and ran with that, but I can't remember that um, movie. That... No, I, I remember the it's Princess Bride. Yeah, I can't remember like how on on Twatter that came about. I think I might have like, just randomly said was. it. I think I might have just randomly said it. No, I like... think you were trying to ask something, and then I just like I made a retort. Oh before. really? I think someone said was saying like nut too much. Like, I'm gonna nut, and then I I was really hoping that you knew how that came across. Yeah, I but got no idea. Okay, so you don't know why your your ping twat is? Anybody want a peanut? No, no, I don't. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, that is magnificent. I'm autistic and have an active memory of about 37. Like, I have a split IQ. Anything over like a twenty percent difference in areas of IQ is called a split IQ, and I have a difference of like a hundred and thirty between areas of my IQ. So I literally don't have an IQ. I think IQ is bullshit. Yeah, it is. But like they had to try and figure it out to diagnose me, and it's like, yeah, we don't know what you are. <laughs> they couldn't even diagnose me. They couldn't even diagnose me with autism. It literally says not otherwise specified in my diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> the title of my diagnosis—it's fucking great. That's that, that's the best, like biggest fuck you to like stay is institutionalizing. <laughs> like you're just untouchable. Yeah, it's like we don't know what you are. <laughs> it's like no kidding, you can't figure out what I am. I'm a multi-dimensional hyper-universe cryptid. Duh. I mean, yeah. There's no other explanation. I know. It's like I gave birth to Satoshi. That's why nobody can figure out who he is because he's not of this world. Like, I, 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 I fucked the internet. No, I fucked the internet, and the internet gave birth to Satoshi. I'm just, I'm just that, I'm that powerful. 
Satoshi's way smarter than me, though. <laughs> but what do you mean you have a split IQ? Because from what I took of that, like, you have the high potential of having an IQ of 130, but then there's, like... No, no, no. A split IQ means, like, uh, there's different areas of IQ. Like, active memory and verbal reasoning and all that stuff. And the, the lowest area of my IQ is a 37, which is part of my memory. And part of my reasoning is in, like, the 130s or 140s or something. Okay, so you're logical and practical, but you can't uh, articulate your thoughts. No, I just can't remember things. My active memory oh, is non-existent. Okay. And also, okay, so, like... So you're, like, a high-functioning Dory. Yeah. Except okay. only only certain parts of my memory are bad. Like, other types of memory are, I'm really good with. So it's, like, I'm all just scrambled. It's weird. Yeah, you're, like, uh... I think you're pretty much, like, a high-functioning autist. Yeah. Actually, no, you have more of a personality than someone who's autistic. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I think so. I don't know. Very right. Okay, so I, like, um, no. What are your thoughts on so like you, words? Yeah. What's up? What are your thoughts on words? Like the on nature what? of words. Words. Hold words. On, man, I haven't cleared the air yet. All right. <laughs> clear the air. Clear the air. Did you hear that? Alright, that was definitely <laughs> 37 right there. <laughs> okay, so, uh, where, where do you hail from? Ohio, right? Yeah, yeah. Born and raised? Yeah. Right on. And you're a mechanic? Or, like, you're a designer? Well... Like, what do you do? That's... What do you do besides... My goal... Okay. My my day job is working in a factory, and I uh, design on like I, I design masks for parts by three D printing them. I sandblast uh, to prep for uh, prepping metal for. Uh, I, I'm not going to disclose my location any more than I have. I'm going to go this much into detail. Uh, I put on basically adhesive paint to prep metal for uh, rubber to metal bonding. Uh, and so I paint, I wheel right for that, I sandblast, I inspect, I do, I band and ship, uh, and also I make, uh, the masks for parts using 3D printing. That's my day job. Okay, you do the what? Because I heard that you said that you make the math. Masks. masks. Like for painting. Okay, cool. To paint on the parts, so... Do you, do you know how to make meth? No, no, I do not, and I don't. Okay. I don't really I care. I wouldn't advise it. I hear it's, it's pretty, pretty dangerous. Um, okay. Then I'm interested. Basically... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm no, um, I'm no scientist. I'm no uh, Heisenberg by any means. So yeah, I, I do not like science or math. But the, I, no, I, I like basically, it. Basi you do like it. I mean, I, I think that you would kind of need, like, a, that kind of brain to do what you do. Yeah. Because you're kind of a laborer, but you're assembling, basically, parts to, um, to the cars, or... Well, what I'm doing with motorsports is I've worked, I've done, uh, driver analysis and stuff like that with doing, uh, 
analyzing lap times and stuff like that to figure out whether it's the car, the driver's the problem, what we need to fix, stuff like that, send people to the principal, uh, <laughs> aka the team manager, uh, stuff like that, uh, and compare the statistics to the video that I record and recording the video, uh, involved with that kind of stuff. Um, my goal though is to create a motorsports empire, uh, starting with just doing livery design and building that up. And as I design the liveries, I'm already working on parts to design and put on cars to sell once I get the livery parts self-functioning uh, and start selling safety equipment for race cars and specialty parts. Build that up eventually, and by this time I'll probably be like at least in my 50s by the time I get both those running. And then eventually that? build that up in, because it will be a very long process building up all these companies to the point in, to oh, the point I want them to be. Um, it'll be three different companies, basically, it rolled up into one. Uh, oh, and then okay. the last one will be uh, that I want to create is a chassis manufacturer focused on safety. Uh, what? Because focused on safety? Focused on safety because like... No, on in, what? What, what is focused on safety? Um, drivers not dying. Like, um, basically... No, you're going to make a what? A, a chassis for a race car. Oh, that's the type of car. Okay. The, oh, no, for, make... for a car. A chassis for... Do you know what a chassis is? No, I'm, I'm done when it comes to cars. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> just talk about nonsense. Just talk about nonsense while I send this to you. Um, just whatever you want. Just, like, talk about, like, somebody selling cholera. <laughs> selling cholera? <laughs> just come up with a story. Just t tell a story about somebody selling cholera. Cholera. Um, well, when I think of cholera, aside from... No, about somebody selling. A fictional story about somebody selling cholera. In, uh, er early 19th century England. Isn't that the proxy war that we're basically funding the Saudis in Yemen? So, in a way, we're indirectly selling cholera and killing thousands of children. You're no fun. You have no imagination. I mean, I- GET YOUR CHOLERA HERE! ...and go through that. <laughs> oh. I mean, my initial instinct of where I want to go with that is when I think of the word cholera, I think of cauliflower. And then when I think of cauliflower, there was this book that I read in the fifth grade, I forget what it was called. It was like a mouse that had like a sword, and it was- he was going on little adventures, and then, um, like, one of the girls in the house that he was inhabiting, she, I think she was, like, not too smart. Oh, no, no, she was deaf, and she was, like, punished corporally, and her punishment was she would get smacked on the ear, and over time, the ear developed, like, like a, a flower of cauliflower. So, when I think of cauliflower, I think of that. But cauliflower is actually pretty tasty. I like me some cauliflower. And broccoli. I love me some veggies. Um, it's good shit. Makes the shit. It's got fiber, but it's it's very uh, very filling, very satisfying. So eat your vegetables, kids. Okay. I appreciate this message. Like, um, sprint, chassis, 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 chassis. Safety shocks, brakes, fittings. Uh, I mean, I could have Googled it. Like, okay, images. There, that would be the easiest way to do this. Okay. Uh, uh.
Copy image. Okay. How do you? Yeah, okay, copy in the chat. And then put it in the Discord. Paste. Yeah. Okay, I put it in the Google one. I was trying to figure out whether I want to do it on my phone or on <laughs> this, but I don't want to move my phone because that's what's recording the audio. Uh, okay, so that okay. is that is a chassis. To oh, why did you? Oh, it's it's the it's the skeleton of the yes of the cockpit. Yeah, not the cockpit, but of the car. And then the this is the actual car itself. Why don't you put these in Discord? Okay. Because I was going to. I don't know. I'm. I I don't know. You're abandoning your Discord. Yes. Uh, because I am a disorganized fuck. What? Because <laughs> I'm a disorganized fuck. I can't even figure oh. out where, like, which thing the our call is in. I don't know. Is it in that little our green call? box? No, do you just open up Discord and then fucking go oh. to, like, messages? Oh, I think Joe Juf wants in. Oh. Uh, uh, we might need to change the Discord. No, dude. This is going so well, and now with like three people, no one's gonna be able to hear each other. It's gonna be chaos. Exactly. <laughs> J O O F, by the way, people. By the, by the way, I wish you... it was J E W, but it's not. <laughs> by the way, are you Jewish? I am not Jewish. Oh, okay. I, I am so a I did Christian. I interpret the joke that you sent on Twitter. Why? What joke did I send? Uh, go back and read the messages. Um, I, I, I can't do that at the moment. Okay, okay. Mind, don't worry about it. Alright, um, you read it. I read what? The, oh, the, the message. Yeah. Alright, and while you do that, I will read this. Coming soon, on DVD and home bullshit. Actually, it came out already in Book of Print. The Siberian by Stanislaw Lem. This preview is suited for fucking infants, okay? Push them out of the nest, you fucks. And it was authorized by me. There was once a something. A something that made nothing. Idle was it not. For one on a bet. The something made anything. Anything that began with N. It made nuts and nebulizers, nutcrackers, and nebula phones. His name was Hurl, the man who made the probability ampl amplifier. But enough about dragons. Let's speak of things that can have two heads. Again, with those who lived, not with those in wagons. For a bed, this constructor. Fuck these, fuck these stanzas. Yes, that's in this text. And so was that, and so is this. As he proved to his friend, the things he could think of came to a grind. His friend told the machine to make nothing. It sat there indeed. Churl was confused. Why his friend gloated. Indeed, triumphant, the machine sat idle. Not making a thing, but the machine interrupted as it began to twist and glow. Making a nut or a nymph that was nothing at all. But nothing that couldn't just that couldn't be done in the jiffy. So quit being so hiffy. 
He, st he started with the ends, but that was out of familiarity. So he assured the constructors in a jiffy. So it warned the two that all things around them were concluding to disappear. They have only a short time before they too disappear. The friend indeed, in fear he requested a deed. After admitting that he was a great machine indeed, he was the greatest indeed. Now could he put back all that he had seen. Now the nymphs and noses and nonsense in necrophilia that he could do. But all that, but all now that, was something that he could not do. And that's why there are no Slepmio I don't remember what how to pronounce that. And oh Sleplemilios and Sleplemiliads. So when word spread among the milieu of Trural, they made a machine, a machine that could make something. Not everything and not many things. What the fuck are you reading? <laughs> not all the things that start with N. There was already one of those, uh, on, and that's a story for another day. Or maybe never at all. It's my version of an ad for a book that I love. Uh, and something so great and so vast it was made that King Kong himself fainted in fear. King Kong's not in the book. <laughs> for, for as he swung from the top, he could not see the ground so clear. Enough about your mama. <laughs> I only got one banana. The, the something was a machine. A machine that was something. This is starting to sound a lot like Russian dolls. I once met, so, met some dolls. Oh, they were so Russian. I, I met some Russians, and they were such dolls. I might be the first... We interrupt this RSS feed to tell you that one single word was censored by the FDA Federal Dick Association. We get our dicks all, all up in everyone's business. Now, back to your, your regular programming, and as you see, this is brainwashing with bleach. And Tide Pods. Really, it's like a toddler cleaning the kitchen sink. Do you... Do Compliment hot and spicy KGB spies on this RSS feed. And that's the end of that. Um, <laughs> that was beautiful. What, what book is that? Uh, it's for the Siberian. Like, bits and, like, most of that is talking about uh, some of the first story in the Siberian, which is a book by Stanislaw Lem, who's my favorite science fiction author. He's from Poland. He's awesome. Mm. Not familiar. With him or that book. He is the most philosophically awesome and badass awesomeness of any writer ever in science fiction. When did he die? I'm not sure. I know he's dead, though. Hmm. And speaking of badasses, the mug that I just finished uh, drinking out of, it has a quote on it. Let's see if you can figure out who it's by. The curious task of economics is to demonstrate to men how little they really know about what they imagine they can design. I don't know, Mises? Oh, close. Close. Hayek? Yes. Cool. Yeah. I'm just going to be, like, straight, honest, transparent. I haven't read anything of them.
I'm gonna die! I'm gonna die! Okay. Yeah, I need to be better about my reading, but... Yeah, I, I finished, um, the, um... I finished Human Action a while ago. Uh, by Yeah, Mises. you covered that on, uh, one of your episodes, but tell me about that. Because I understand, like, where he's coming from, like, humans act with an intent, a purpose... It's, like, literally a book about everything. Like, that's it... pretty much the catalyst of economics, because people yeah. are going to satisfy... Uh, their self-interest, but in doing that, they satisfy, and uh, they the the Mises Institute published it on pod in podcast form. I oh, know. No, you, yeah, but, like yeah. the Mises Institute has like all of that stuff. Yeah, book for free. That's how I was able to listen to. Um, yeah, uh, I haven't uh, listened to anything by Ron Paul yet. What's up? I have not listened to anything by Ron Paul yet. I don't think I've ever heard him talk. Are you sh serious? I'm dead serious. Have you not YouTubed any of the 2007-8-11-12 no. debates? No. So you haven't watched the Rudy Giuliani moment? No. What are you doing with your life? Um, I'm just kidding. Sprint cars. I, it wasn't a I, 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 I even read Mises' wife's book. Mises' wife wrote a book? Yes. That's awesome. I know. Um, but no, you, you don't have to go... I, ha I, I hate, the, like, I hate chicks reading audiobooks, though. And a chick read the audiobook, and I just, like, there's too many voice inflections and shit, and I just, I can't handle it. Yeah. People that, well, like, mean, put too much inflection in their voice, I'm just, like, I want to dropkick you. <laughs> I know that's not NAP, but it's, like, I can't understand you. I can't process that. <laughs> Hey man, in the recent episode, I said I wanted to break the nap because the bitch that parked next to me was really kind of in my bubble, but I refrained. Because, yeah. I know. I, wanna... I, I heard that. I, I listened to that episode. That was hilarious. It's like you're sitting in a car in a parking lot and you're complaining about a person sitting in a car in a parking lot. It was, well, it was the best thing ever. Don't ever. explain it. It's hilarious. Okay, one, I have a reason because you get the best quality in my car. Second, when there's a bunch of vacant spots, you can choose one that's not right next to me awkwardly. Maybe she thought you were hot. Maybe she thought you were hot and wanted to look at you out of the corner of her eye. Well, I didn't think that she was hot. And oh, well, that's on, unfortunate. Whenever I hear some... The, the status yeah. and profile of the vehicle, she's not one that I, I would want to associate my life with, so... Well, I have a nice vehicle, I just don't drive it. I only have my temps. <laughs> because, yeah. You fruit boot, that's why. Or do you use your healings? Uh, <laughs> my rollerblades. Roller rollerblades. Yeah, rollerblades. You can't go that fast in your use. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I'm actually, I actually, going south from my house, I actually make better time on my rollerblades than I do on my road bike. Because of all the, that's like, awesome. traffic lights and stuff. But right now, yeah, I probably yeah, won't because I need to come to bearing this but... Back in the day, uh, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. I was killing it. Um, yeah, and it's like, people are always like, well, you know, like, I, I heard on a podcast, I think today or yesterday, it's like, well, it was like on the MLGA thing, uh, and, the, and he was like, well, you, you should drive your own car instead of getting lift and stuff and whatever, and I'm like, 
Um, well, I'm not relying on other people. I rollerblade everywhere and run everywhere and stuff like that. Like, I have a radius of anywhere in, like, 15 or 20 miles I can get to, and I don't need to get any farther than that unless I'm going with someone usually. You know what I mean? It's Car like... Plus, you're leaving a lighter carbon footprint. I, I work on race cars, man. And want to make my living working with these cars. I couldn't I care so less. You, I know, so you, you have to compensate as much as you can. <laughs> I need to compensate. It's like, I'm Plus not that worried about it because, like, there's ways, and I'm sure those ways will become cheaper of getting that shit out of the, uh, out of the atmosphere and actually using it as fuel. So yeah, I, I'm I like, shit. so know. I'm like, we can use that shit as fuel. It's just really expensive right now. It's going to become cheaper. So it's like, I don't give a shit. Because, like, the more wind they add, the more about? fuel. You can actually use, like, the emissions and waste products in the air that we produce with, like, running vehicles and shit, and actually as use that fuel? as fuel. So you're basically, yeah. like, recycling yeah. the boxes that you put into the air and yeah. use it as fuel again. Exactly. Oh, dude, that's nice. I know. It's like drinking rainwater, except you except... hopefully purify it. Yeah. And don't get cholera. Why would you bother? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you would bother getting cholera. I, I mean, I bought it for my, uh, I bought it for my kid. Uh, it was up for a birthday present, and then they died. <laughs> what you bought it for? One? I bought cholera for my kid. They died. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ew. Ew. I thought I thought it was better than selling it to a to to a Chinese person who would just eat them because you know. Mal left a bad footprint, and you know now they just have these traditions. It's it's terrible. Uh, I know, but if you sold it to that guy, then you would have made a profit. Oh, that's and true. Then, Shit. And then and then wherever that dollar went in the economy, you would have been helping someone mm. else out. But it helped it's somebody out by buying their cholera. <laughs> did you really profit from that? What is profit? I mean, profit emotionally, but come on. Buy your cholera here! Oh, it's like, there's this one, there's this cholera epidemic, right? And it was like, everyone's trying to figure out where it was, and then, and then, and then you have the scientist, he comes on the scene and goes, Well, I can solve, I can solve this problem with the cholera and typhus going on. See that water pump over there? And then everybody looked, and, and, and there were these salesmen, there's these chill salesmen over there, and they're like, Get your cholera here! Get, what, what time only? Discount! Get your typhus! And it's like, well... <laughs> it's like well, yep, that's exactly how things actually happened. That that's that's the birth that's the birth of cholera and typhus, right there. It was it was it was a sales gimmick, uh, because because you know salesmen and stuff they they don't care about their customers because that's 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 good business. That that's the thing the socialists get that the capitalists don't is that you know the best businessmen. They, they don't care about their clients. Well, right? that's not true because they need to uphold a positive reputation or else oh, they become shit. unmarketable. Is that how things work? Oh, shit. I need to rework my entire thing of how I'm trying to create these businesses. Oh, shit. I don't know what I'm yeah, going to do. I was, I, was, I, was gonna have the, I was going to have the safety-focused safety chassis company and I was I was gonna try and sabotage every car so that all my uh, uh everybody that bought my cars died. Dang it! Ah, gotta rework this whole thing. Yeah, well, you should make them sign something, um, like when when they make a purchase that you're not liable for, you know, whatever happens to them, or whatever injury that 
they inflict on themselves after they buy your product and hope that they have insurance. Yeah, but then you have the legal thing, and do you really want the law involved in anything? Let's try and, let's try and make sure we're in an anarchy before that happens. <laughs> it's not gonna happen, bro. Actually, that's the that's the reason I basically became an anarchist. I was already like a yeah, Mises, and I was yeah, I was basically I like a classical here, liberal, basically. Here's how, here's how I want to take this. I was uh, I was like a half classical liberal, game. half boomer, and then I went hold to on, the point on, and sorry, realized, oh shit, if the government makes the right economic decisions, we're going to end up hold being. On, on. Backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. Sorry, you're talking over each other. Probably my fault mostly, but no, it's definitely my fault, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> okay, go. How did you get to where you are today? Okay, so basically, when I'm like, um, as early as I can remember, uh, we'd go out during the summers, I'd go racing with my grandparents, right? We'd go out in the motorhome, and we'd go on Thursday, and on the way to the track on Thursday, we would, li I would listen on the couch with my grandmother to Rush Limbaugh. And talk politics. And how, we, how old were you? I as early as I can remember. I was probably doing this since I was like four. That's awesome. With my grandmother, and like we we just talked politics from what was it like noon to three o'clock, and yeah, with right. Rush Limbaugh in the background until my junior year of high school. That was grandma. Like, that that was. You know, Thursday and Friday, every week, we'd just sit there talking, to po talking about politics with Roger Slimball playing in the background. And so on Thursday, a lot of time, we were still driving to the track, stuff like that, and it was, it was just her and me and my grandfather doing whatever. Um, he'd be, I, I don't, I don't know, just drinking a beer or something. <laughs> or if we were on the road, he'd probably be standing up in the kitchen, uh, cooking and cutting up some cheese or celery or who knows what for us or, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and I'd be in a five-point seat belt on the way to the track in the front seat of the motorhome in the passenger seat. Uh, and we'd do that and we'd talk politics. So I was pretty much on the Rush Limbaugh train. And then, well... I got into Mark Levin and stuff like that too. And when she died, the year she died, we knew she was going to die because she had uh, scleroderma, which is uh, um, basically turning your cells into leather, basically. So she was having trouble breathing and stuff like that too. And I pushed her around in the wheelchair and basically took care of her for the last year of her life during the summers. And um, she, ba and it took my grandfather and I to get her to the track every weekend. And it was it was a big ordeal uh, and she'd still you know on the way to the track flicking people off in the motorhome still you know using driving her Trans Am at you know outrageous speeds while on an oxygen tank because that'd be a good idea in a crash uh, <laughs> you know that kind of thing and you know flicking people and she was nuts you, you know you know the song little Old lady from Pasadena by the Beach Boys sure should, should I pause this and play that song? And you, you, it's my, it's Not totally really. my grandmother. I don't want you to go get a copyright flag. No, I'll, I'll, pa I'll pause. I'll pause the uh, playing no, 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 thing. No, it's and... cool. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up later. All right. So like, my grandmother is the little lady from Pasadena. All right. So like, that's that's totally my grandmother. 
<clears throat> a funny thing is, somehow she was like that and made my grandfather stop racing when they got married. He, he would road race and he raced on circle tracks at Lorraine County Speedway when I think it was pavement for the first time before it went dirt or something. And like, he, he, he was a racer. And his dad raced midgets, which is a, a related type of car to the type of cars I work with. Which is just for fun. I just um, a midget is a type of car related to sprint car. It's a smaller sprint car. Um, okay. They're nine hundred pounds, six hundred horsepower nowadays. All right. And sprint cars are twelve hundred and fifty pounds, uh, and nine hundred fifty horsepower. Okay. Uh, which I mean, you can imagine that that's absolutely outrageous. Um, that's one of the highest, that's what, that, I mean, that blows NASCAR, Formula 1, IndyCar, all that shit out of the water, with the horsepower to weight ratio. And you do this on dirt ovals, and pavement ovals. <clears throat> um, where was I? I got um, distracted. Okay, so my grandmother, so that, that's my grandmother, and she, she's dying, and her one request to me is, make sure you continue listening to Rush Limbaugh. Because he, he usually knows what's going on before it happens and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay. And I took that as pay attention to politics. And I broadened out into first I went into listening to Michael Savage. And um, I listened to uh, Mark Levin a lot. And I listened to um, so what, Rush what Limbaugh a lot. What, this is about my um, junior year of high school. Okay, right okay, and I do that, and, well, I was also always very interested in economics. I mean, I was reading The Wealth of Nations from a really young age. I'm always around business discussions with my dad and stuff like that and reading business books. Like, you saw in the uh, Twitter post that I was posting about some of these uh, business books that I had, like uh, The Toyota Way, uh, two, I think I posted Two Second Lean, um, which is Lean Manufacturing Principles, uh, Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Those are all business books, right? So yeah. I, I that, that stuff, like, I, I've always been around in, in those discussions with business and how to run a business. And so Wealth of Nations wasn't very far away from that and then economics. And then so, like, I'm very free market from my understanding of how that works and how you need to act towards customers and the incentives and stuff like that. And from there... I went and re I started writing actually my senior theology project, which was uh, we had to do some sort of social justice something for theology, and I did Feeding the Hungry, and I wrote a paper on it for my th senior theology project, and basically... In high, In high school? Yeah. And it was like 14 pages, and basically, and it was only supposed to be seven maximum, and basically I went into the free market... It, Things and I had some stuff from Mises in there, and I had some Hold stuff on, from Amadia so Sen. Like, like, what was the assignment? Uh, social justice and uh, how to feed the hungry was what I chose, and I pointed out the fact that okay, these wealth these welfare programs end up creating instability in the marketplace and creating famines, like what Amadia Sen found, which he's actually a Keynesian, uh, which obviously I don't approve <laughs> of, but. He's my favorite Ken oh my He's my favorite Keynesian because yeah, I was laughing because you're basically telling your teacher, "Hey, I this is from a Keynesian bitch like up yours." <laughs> yeah, but he's a theology teacher. He doesn't know what a Keynesian is. Um, oh. he's an awesome guy though. Um, wait, so, 
I'm so like first retard question of the show. What how's theology different than like philosophy? Like it's more like in theory. Theology was it was, it's uh, it was a Catholic school and it's about the Catholic faith basically. Oh. All right. So it's you know reading about the catechism and stuff like that, which is basically you have like. Um, St. Augustine and all that and all their works and you know you have the different councils like the Nicene, the Nicene Council and stuff like that and those discussions about what do we believe as Catholics and what does the Bible mean and all the great philosophers in Christianity and early Christianity and what they believed in boiling that down into the catechism and studying the catechism and studying those different councils and studying the history of the Bible and like that that's what I was gonna get into with my question of what do you believe the nature of the word word is because I think that the I, what the nature of word what words are like words okay. I think are oh, the so most powerful a, thing in the universe you there is, an agenda for the show I think there is nothing more powerful I don't have an agenda worth shit uh, okay okay let's stop stop shut I, up we gotta finish right. your story so you're writing this paper I, I okay so I'm writing this paper and I'm looking through in Primus, which I found in Primus through Hillsdale, which I found through Mark Levin. Uh-huh. Uh, and I run into things like Mises and Armadius Sen. And Armadius Sen, well, he was a Keynesian, but he found welfare in the marketplace and food, redistributing food, that causes, uh, that, that's the only thing that, that, that there has never been a food shortage in a famine. There has never been a famine in a free market economy because famines are not created by food shortages. They're created by instability in the marketplace and misallocation of food. Yeah. So yeah. that so I found that and stuff like that. And then you have uh, although although the welfare takes care of everything else though. <laughs> oh sure. Just when it yeah. comes to food, that's bad. But it takes. Oh food. yeah, it definitely oh. takes care of everything else. Yeah. Of course, uh, and we're a hundred percent serious about this. Uh, um, and then so change my mind. So and I already have the large economic, a large background in economics for never having taken an economics class. I'm very in tune to it. Um, very good. And um, so I study that, and through Mises and stuff like that, I'm working with um, actually. The the guy I worked with a uh, year after high school, um, I I took kind of a leap year just to travel with racing and stuff like that for the summer, uh, and go down to Knoxville for the nationals for the first time and stuff like that, and then Wait, I uh, started working. Talk. What? Okay, sorry, you like cut out at the end. So after high school, you did a leap year. Of I did a leap year just to travel following racing. Oh, nice. And, you know, tri- went, went to the Knoxville Nationals for the first time. And actually, I got my tickets paid for uh, by a guy who uh, was selling yogurt for uh, Noosa Yogurt. And he had to leave back Dude, to Australia too early. Shit. So he, so it's the best yogurt ever. Noosa, have you had it? Yeah, dude. Oh, my God, it's the best fucking yogurt ever. Oh. So on the finals of the Knoxville Nationals, the final night, I actually wore instead of a racing shirt, I wore the Noosa yogurt shirt that the guy gave me. Just he didn't Sponsor. ask me to, but I but I wore it just like to say thank you, you know. Yeah. E- even though he didn't see it, and like 
I'm not even sure if his wife ever got it because I tried to contact his wife on uh, Facebook, but I'm not, I'm not sure if they ever got it. But I, I sent them a picture, and you know, I, it was that was the best week of my life, really. Um, and Wait, so, um, hold on, I'm sorry to stop you in your story, but who this 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 guy was just someone who worked for Nusa, or like he? Well, he him? was over here. His family has something to do with uh, like the higher ups in Nusa Yogurt, and he was over here. He's a retired guy, and he was just over here traveling the country, uh, giving people samples of Nusa Yogurt at racetracks across the country at big races. And I had seen him several times that summer at bigger races around Ohio and stuff like that. And he's like, hey, if you have a way to get down to Knoxville, I'll give you some tickets. And I went with down because uh, my uncle was already planning on going. And my friend, um, I'm not going to say his name, but he drives a, he's a rookie in a 3 or 5 this year, actually. And he went down. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a absolutely fantastic week um and unfortunately though that week uh brian clausen who i really looked up to and admired and he was a, an amazing person amazing race car driver and he died that week and actually and i kind of got to know him a little bit um and actually at one point that week i just laid down next to his hauler just on it wasn't really a road but like a, a road in a parking lot and there are all the flowers next to it and stuff like that. And I just, I laid down next to the hauler for like 20, 30 minutes probably just thinking. Just like about like the death in motorsports and stuff and all that. Because I would always want, plan to make my living in motorsports. And I'd always kind of understood how real death was. And then this guy dies at one race. His hauler for his other car is already at the track. And he dies... He's, he was trying to be the first guy to ever race 200 races in one year. And he left a fiancé and two dogs behind, and it was, it was bad. And um, I was just thinking, and I'm like, you know, I can't... I have to do something. And I've always wanted to make racing safer. I've always wanted to race, but I want to do something that'll change racing forever. And I've always liked innovation and changing things and fucking up people's cookie cutter ideas, you know? And so that's kind of what drives me. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended at all. I, I can't help myself. Dad jokes are great. Uh, that, yes. is, that is awesome. So, yeah, and I'm like... And since then, the guy that won that year actually died this past summer. Uh, his name is uh, Jason Johnson, and he died. So, like, And then Greg Hodnett, who my mom was actually friends with when she was growing up, she'd actually sit on top of his holler, and he, then he became a professional sprint car driver uh, and stuff. And I had always looked up to him, and he died uh, recently, too, racing a sprint car. And, like, there's a clip of him. He's the most analytical guy ever, and I love it. I love guys like that. Okay, it's like a 14-second lap around uh, Williams Grove Speedway. He spent probably six or seven minutes describing going around it one lap. Six or seven minutes describe one lap. It, it just, like, this guy, it's, it's amazing. 
uh, and just how to drive it. It, it. I'm given it's one of the most technical tracks in the world, probably, but it's an oval. It's just an oval, <laughs> you know. So it's like, and he died, and he's amazing, and you know, it's. I, I want to change it. Uh, I'm gonna... Okay, back. <laughs> okay. Um, and then... Is there a mom? Yeah. Right on. Uh, so... Okay, so, you must be... Uh, wait, did you hit record again? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I pressed record again. Okay, cool, me too. You and just randomly I'm... said your mom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right on, okay, so, um, you, you graduated high school then in 15? In 2016. Okay. I, I, I'm a year old for my grade. Oh, same here. Yeah. Yeah, I got a... I got held back in kindergarten. Same. Well, preschool, but... Yeah. Well, they were trying to figure out what was wrong with me and failed. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. The, the school system trying to do something. Yeah, alright. Um, so, uh, well, kind of kidding, but not really. Right on. But no, no, yeah, I've got like a weird late birthday. There, I actually went to school with someone who had the exact same birthday as me and did the exact same like go to preschool twice thing. And so it was kind of funny how yeah. those work out. What so, did what what made them want to like figure you out and have you take tests and all of that? I don't remember. Because I had the same thing like happened to me when I was like ten. I was always taking. Well, I'd, I'd always been in it, and then. And like Stratera for like concentration. Like, did you have a hard time concentrating? Like, were you like super hyperactive or. Yeah, a lot of shit. Um, just a lot. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to get. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, what happened was, um, so, so I come back from Knoxville, which is probably the best week of my life, uh, and then, well, I, I'm still studying, looking at economics and studying as I go with economics, and the next year I start working at a food place, and my boss, well, he's, like, you were busting tables or what? Yeah, busting tables and stuff and washing dishes and stuff, uh, right on. And uh, he, he's a big InfoWars guy, right? But we discuss a lot. We talk politics all the time. We talk about we talk about conspiracy. And he's, yeah, and he's also you know a friend that reports there. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I live in Austin. I someone I went to college with works there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, and it's a great show. It's it's great to listen to. It's hilarious. I love it. I've never. I I want to give it a a, a go. Yeah, like some episodes I are like. Have, but I'm, I'm curious. Like you can't take it seriously. Well, sometimes you can. You just have to like listen for the seriousness. Even if you do I'm... listen for the seriousness, you can't take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like there's good shit, and it's it's something that just makes you think. Like, it's kind of like listening to a fiction book. There's. Uh, fiction books, I think, are more non-fiction than most non-fiction books. Do you know what I mean? Right. Okay, anyway, so your story? 
Alright, so then I, um... Busting tables. Busting tables, and I'm talking to him, and we talk about everything from, like, Unit 730... Shit. Unit 731? Uh, you know what that is, right? That's when the Japanese were doing tests on people, like biological... Yeah, and... Yeah. yeah. Um, in sections and all that without anesthetics and, you know, all sorts Henry, of shit. Henry, actually talks about exactly that in that uh, episode of uh, Japanese history. Right. If you listen to that. It's yeah. really good. Really good episode. Um, actually, uh, Jacko Willink, he's a, a, he's a former Navy SEAL. He did a really good job on uh, Unit 731 also. Right on. I always think of the bass player when I hear Jacko. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, so... Do you know who Jocko Willink is? I've heard the name. He's great. He, he, his podcast is mostly on leadership. You have to, like, kind of get through all the... I mean, it's it's mostly military stories and stuff like that, but it's about leadership, and it's actually very useful. Uh, oh, anyway. he's, he looks like G.I. Joe, right? Yes. Okay. He's like a big lord. Like, he... He, he like he like gets off on that kind of stuff though, right? Yeah, but he's 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 a good dude. I mean, no, yeah, he he means well. Yeah. Right on. He's okay, a good yeah, dude. So go ahead. Um, and then I slowly get into Misa and stuff like that and stuff like that, and I I got into economics first, so I'm like basically an anarchist with economics, but still feel like there's the need for the government and stuff like that, and then what really broke me through. Um, and the, the minarchist. So, yeah. But I've always been kind of a minarchist. So that was kind of natural. It was like, and now I understand. I was just understanding more and more about what I believed was accurate. And then, of course, uh, like, um, it goes, um, I'm saying I'm a lot because I'm as awesome as the best word ever. I'm, 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 yeah! Yeah. Um, Let's say um some more. <laughs> so there needs to be a cryptid that makes people say um, like they don't actually know it's there, but it like in, it like gets into their body. Like th there has to be a cryptid that does that. I know it. I just know it. It's called cholera. It's called cholera. Cholera's a cryptid. Damn it. It's you, dude. It's me. Oh shit. I'm cholera. I'm dose. I'm dose. I need to figure out how to phonetically spell the letter, the acronym L-E-R and start using that instead of just the letters L-E-R. What is the story, but actually, okay, so let's finish. I'm not, I'm not going to explain L-E-R. That, that, it'll dox me. I'm not going to explain that. I'm going to assume those are your initials. No. Close, though, but no. They're right. your initials, but one letter after in the series of the alphabet. No. Okay. Uh, okay, so, so continue um, your, your, your uh, testimony, your journey. Uh, 